return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. They're going to head back there. The rest of us, let's just stand for a minute, all right? Say it with me. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Revival. Oh, love it. I love living in revival. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can live in revival. You know, what, what comes out of your mouth throughout your day? What, what's, what kind of songs are you singing? You can, you know, uh, lots of times... During the day, also, I'm singing a song. I'm not even thinking about it. And I think, what am I singing? And it fits exactly maybe something that I'm facing or something. You can live in revival. You can live in a place in his presence where it's just fresh. And you hear his voice. You're in his word. You're singing gospel songs. Amen. And, and uh, uh, that's a wonderful place to be. It's not like you have to wait for it to be zapped for something. No, you just, you just yield yourself to that. Amen. You yield yourself to do that. To be filled with the Holy Spirit, sometimes as far as praying in tongues, someone's praying for someone to, to maybe have a prayer language and they're just, their, their jaws are like lockjaw. Well, if we don't open our mouth to praise Him, we'll never pray in tongues and we'll never sing and we'll never be a worshiper. That's why what we do here is practice for out there. We're learning things. We're learning to tap into His power. We're learning boldness. Now think of it, this is a church we encourage people, we want to worship in the Spirit, we encourage lifting of hands, we encourage Bible reading, and yet you can see how tame our church is. Someone said to me one time, they said, oh, your church is kind of wild church. I said, oh no, you have no idea, it's not wild at all. I've seen wild. This is tame. Our church is very, very tame, but God wants it to get a little looser. Amen. Amen. For Jesus. Get more and more excited for Jesus. There's nothing wrong with that. See, I, I see people that get excited about lots of things. Uh, for example, the sports events, that doesn't matter at all. The next day, who cares what the, someone won a game? So what? It means nothing in the scope of a person's life. What really matters is Jesus. The, 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 what I've shared before, thermostats and thermometers, you know, is, is very appropriate because... A thermometer will measure the temp. It'll tell you the temperature that a, that a room is in. Now our cars have thermometers, right? You're driving. It says, "Oh, it's 28 degrees." You know, everything has thermometers, 
And so it tells you what temperature it is outside or inside. It's regulated, all right, by the fluid in it. Tells you the temperature. A thermostat is something different. Uh, Roger, stand up. Point to the thermostat on the wall over there. And what is the temperature in right now? 68. Okay, thank you. So that, what Roger's standing by is a thermostat. Now, in the building, there are three thermostats that zone heats three different areas. And so it regulates the temperature of the building because when we come in the morning, it's cool, right? And so that you're not freezing or whatever, we raise the temperature to a place where you're comfortable or more comfortable, right? It, that, that source there is connected to power, that box, that then brings heat into the building, all right? Now, many times we're th thermometer in that we just reg we register what the world's doing, but God would want us to be a thermostat to b raise the heat, to raise the temperature Amen. of our environment. Now, you could be you could be a, a thermostat in a sense, depending who your power source. People are attached to the devil, and they're very vocal about things that would be ungodly and so forth, and they. They're, they're very demonstrative about that. And they're excited about that thing. And so they're demonically, they have tap into power to be bold that way. We want to tap into power to be bold for Jesus. Amen. Say Jesus. Amen. Now, we're not talking about being bold like we're just excited at a game. We're not excited about politics. We're not excited about other issues. But the key here... Gospelly, we're excited about Jesus. We were at a meeting, or not a meeting, we had a meeting here one time, and I was just talking about adoption. And, and so we have grandchildren who are adopted. I love adoption. We'll talk again about it. Spiritually, we're all adopted. Born again, brought into the family of God. Thank you, Jesus. And so as we were talking about adoption and the importance of that, and of course with that you realize we don't want abortion. And so sitting right over here was a lady who stood up and began to yell and point her finger to tell everybody that I was a liar. That what I was saying, that I was lying to everybody. And she was very, very bold. I mean, it, it, took, it took, everybody was like, well, you know, and, they, and of course she began to say that. And so, fortunately, we had a couple people that that time, one was working in law enforcement and another person, and they helped to escort her out of the building. And the place was very silent. And so then everybody's looking at me. What are you going to say? What are you going to say about this woman and what she said? And I said, that took a lot of courage. To come in here, in this place, and in our house, so to speak, to stand up and to boldly speak her lies, which were lies, against me and this church and so forth, took a lot of courage. And I said, we should be so excited for Jesus. She, she, she didn't have a good understanding in her life, obviously. But so, not that we would interrupt places, but that we would be excited for Jesus Christ. We would be bold for Jesus. We were in a service one time, and of course, just a normal worship service, and some guests came. The guests came. And these are people I knew, young people and so forth. Well, we were younger then, too. <laughs> and uh, uh, so they had a little row of people. 
And during the worship, they just were very expressionful. Hallelujah. And they were praising God. And it, and it caused everybody else around them to, hallelujah. And they all started praising God. And so, and so that little group of people started raising the temperature of the whole room. And all of a sudden, everybody became more expressionful. And everybody became more excited. They weren't trying to incite them. They were just in love with Jesus. But, but their love for Jesus raised the temperature of the entire place. You know, and then, of course, people think, wow, this is like revival. Yeah, it's just because people are free. When you become free in Jesus, you become more God conscious and less self conscious. So most of the time when people don't want to praise, pray or do things for God is because they're self-conscious. Self-consciousness closes our mouth so we don't talk, we don't say much. We don't sing loud, we're not expressionful, we're scared of what people will think. But when we become God-conscious, then we're concerned about who we're praising, the one we're addressing, and our actions change. Amen? Our actions change. Now, in John chapter 18, of course, we have the story of Peter, and Jesus told him in advance what was going to happen. Jesus laid it all out in front of him before the cock would crow twice. You're going to deny me three times. And it says this in John chapter 18. Peter stood outside the door. The other disciple, known as the high priest, went in, spoke to her that kept the door, brings in Peter, and the servant girl recognizes Peter. And says, aren't you one of the man's disciples? And Jesus says, I am not. The servants and the officers who made the fire of the coast stood there, for it was cold. They warmed themselves. And Peter stood with them and warmed himself. Peter, what did Peter do? He stood with the crowd. So he denied Jesus. Now, he'd been with Jesus for a while, right? (laughs) Jesus told him this would happen, actually. He actually told him it was going to happen. And now it was happening, and he didn't recognize it. Actually, until the cock crowed the second time and realized, I did just what he said. And he went out and he wept bitterly. So, so you see, here's the situation. And Peter, of course, stood with the crowd or he stood with the world and so forth. So the Holy Spirit, see, has to be a power source to change our behavior. Otherwise, we will act like everybody else. The world is pretty free. The world is pretty free to swear, say swear words and things like that. Remember, we were we were on a project. I mentioned this to Kurt, but Peggy knows about this as well. Her husband and I were on a project, a construction project. And uh, there were people there with a lot of loose lips, you know, and blankety blank and damn this and so forth. <laughs> and, and we're there as well. And then all of a sudden, I just thought, Hallelujah! Just let out a hallelujah. Now, I spoke Jesus' name with respect. They spoke Jesus' name in vain. Same name. But there's power when you speak it with respect. And it changed that atmosphere. All of a sudden, people are like, those guys are here. You better watch our tongues. Yeah, you better watch your tongue anyway because Jesus is here. You know, right? Someone was, we were at a restaurant one time and, and uh, having, uh, I think, breakfast. And then Jeannie heard some businessmen were at a table and they were using swear words, foul language. And, Jean, and you know, we're sitting, 
We're sitting across the table, Jeannie and I from each other. Now, I heard it too, but I didn't say anything. And then all of a sudden, Jeannie said, well, thank you, Lord. And I, I swallowed my coffee and I looked at her. Yes, yes. So I love Jesus. You know, hey, yep, I'm right here. You know, I'm two feet from you here. But that table was 10 feet away. And, and you know, we, get, we shouldn't be ashamed. I mean, they, people don't even realize they're swearing. You know, I grew up swearing because that's what we did. So when I got saved, how many of you know my mouth had to get saved? Right? Your tongue's got to get saved. Your whole life's got to get saved, right? So how, when you're saved, you should speak differently. You shouldn't swear. You shouldn't take the Lord's name in vain. Your life should be different. And so, and so now, I realized then, as I looked at Jeannie and I realized, here's this table of men, and they grew real quiet. I thought, well, hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with having equal time. There's nothing wrong with having equal time in a place when people think it's so, they can say whatever they want, and so can I. So, so Peter here, he stood with the world, and when he stood with the world, of course, rather than being the person he was, who was quite a dynamic person, became like the little mouse, you know, and so forth. Now, John 14, Jesus said in John 14, verse 17, the spirit whom the world, the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit, all right? The spirit, the world receives spirits, trust me, demons, <laughs> but not the Holy Spirit. Incidentally, anything the Holy Spirit does is holy. Anything the Holy Spirit does will glorify Jesus Christ. That's, that is who the Holy Spirit will glorify. So if there's something else happening... And maybe you're not sure if it's holy or whatever. Listen, see who's glorified. Because the Holy Spirit will always glorify Jesus Christ. Now, the world doesn't know the Spirit and so forth. But Jesus said, you know him, the Holy Spirit. He and he dwells with you and he shall be in you. Now, in you is the power source. Say, in me. In me is the power source. In you is the power source. It's like a furnace. All right. And when, and when it's activated, it's ignited. And something happens then, not just in you then, but it comes out of you. Acts 1a, Jesus said, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So the power, the power source is on the inside of us. So we can think as Christians sometimes, uh, uh, you know, we should do something. Well, we have to let the power source out of us. Now, again, we're talking about Jesus, talking about living for him and so forth. Now, Peter then, of course, does what happens. Of course, when, when the resurrection happened, Jesus appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he cast seven devils. And she, he told her, go tell Peter. Because, of course, Peter was pretty grieved over this. Go tell Peter that I'm risen from the grave. And she did. And he didn't believe, but anyway, he did eventually. And, of course, then, of course, Jesus appears to them. Jesus ascends into heaven. And he tells them, wait in Jerusalem till you receive the promise of the Father. And then on the day of Pentecost, after about 10 days then, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they began to prophesy. And it was very loud and it looked like a commotion, kind of like they were drunk. And, and, uh, uh, and they, all, they spoke in tongues. Incidentally, tongues is okay. Tongues is a good thing. Amen? When, when it's dealing with the things of God, things of Jesus. Now, so they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And then it says Acts 2, Acts 2, verse 14 and 15. So Peter... Peter stands up. Now, remember I talked about doors. So here's a door presented. They're accused, 
falsely. People are lying. They, they're, they're drunk and so forth. And Peter, now Peter with the Holy Spirit in him, the power source in him is activated. And there's a lot that happens when we just stand up. Just stand up. You just begin to do something. It's powerful. And he stood up with the eleven. He raised his voice. So he stood up. He raised his voice. Now this is, this is probably bigger than his playground voice even because you've got thousands of people in front of you. You have no sound system. But he raises his voice and he says, Men of Judea, all in Jerusalem, let it be known to you and heed my words. These are not drunk as you suppose since it's the third hour of the day. And he begins to talk to them about being filled with the Holy Spirit. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. And so Peter now, now remember, days before thermometer, now days later, he's a thermostat. And so now the temperature of the place, which was quite cold, of course, they're having a Holy Ghost time, and yet here comes the world to throw the cold water on it. And Peter stands up to bring the power to everybody. Amen? Stood up in front of thousands of people. And he expressed the Word of God. He expressed what God was saying. This is possible for all of us. Jeannie, there's a lady uh, uh, who connects with Jeannie. She might even hear this today. And welcome those of you that are joining us on Facebook live from our country and other countries and so forth. We bless you in Jesus' name. God is moving all over this world, in every nation. Hallelujah. So this young lady uh, got connected with Jeannie. She's a young Christian, and she heard about Jeannie through Jeannie's niece. And so she got connected with Jeannie to follow her and communicate and so forth. And she goes to the Jesus movie, and she's the Jesus Revolution movie, and she weeps through the movie. And then she said uh, just how she felt the love of God in her life. And then she said, now this is a theater in the Minneapolis area. And then she said, the, the movie closes, and there's a lot of people there. And she said, it was the most amazing thing. And then she talked about this lady standing up, who we assume was maybe in her 30s or so. And this lady stood up and she says, I want to pray for everybody. <laughs> so in that theater, at that time, you know, no one had prayed. And she said, if you want to leave, you can leave. But otherwise, I'm going to pray for you. And she paused, let anybody who wants to leave. Everybody sat there, you know. And she began to pray over everybody. Now, people can say, oh, I, I could never do that. That's not true. We were all raised a certain way, all right? So we were raised different backgrounds and so forth. But remember now, when we come into Christ, our lives get transformed. And there's things that you and I can do that are now supernatural. I'm not saying you have to jump up in front of a crowd and shout. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that God wants to use you for his glory. Like when we prayed here, to be able to pray a prayer of faith for healing for somebody. And folks, let's face it. I mean, God healing people, that'll change their life forever, right? You know, God's healing a lot of unbelievers. Because he's showing himself strong. And so you, you begin to speak, in, and this is happens in other countries where we're at, but you speak in the name of Jesus and they're healed. And it's like, whoa, that's different than my God. And they're healed, and then they want your God. They want Jesus. That's the power of God. We come, we come with the word in demonstration of the Spirit and in power. 
Demonstration means there's action. Demonstration means you tap into the power source and now you're going to be that thermostat. And you could say, well, boy, I've never done that. Well, none of us have ever done that. I've never done this before I became a Christian. When I was in the bar, this is the last thing I'd ever do in my life. I had a lot of other plans. Then this was not even on the radar screen at all, right? But now I become a Christian and my life changes and so forth and everything changes. And that's why people can look at you sometimes like, what? What are you doing now? Or what happened to the old Dave? Where, where'd he go? And the world wants the old Dave back. But hallelujah, Jesus transforms us and he makes us different people. Now listen, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, as a believer you do, if you have a Holy Spirit in you, there's a power source in you. And you have to let that power out. Jesus said, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living waters. Well, it's going to flow out of you. That's why praise is just so good. That's, That's the place to start, to open your mouth and realize, I'm just going to do it. Hallelujah! Just give them a shout. Just give them a shout right now. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah! That's pretty good. I like that. So, so when we do that, there's something that happens when you give a shout. Well, Jenny got filled with the Holy Spirit that way. The one guy just said, she never did this. She's a little quiet church person, denominational person. And now she gets saved and he said, I think you need to shout. And so she did. And it was like a whole dam broke loose in a good way. There's something that happens when we just get rid of our uh, self-centeredness, right? Forget how you look. Oh, that's why people don't dance. They just think, oh, I got CRD. I got Caucasian rhythm disorder. I can't dance. Of course you can. You don't even have to dance. You can just bounce, bounce on your ankles or whatever. Or you don't know how to clap. What's the beat? Just look where, where, where's everybody else clapping? Clap that way. Or lift your hands. You know, some people start here, you know. And then they can graduate maybe, you know. Finally, loose their elbows. There was a, there was a little little uh, thing in the paper one time, a little uh, thing. A guy was robbing somebody. You know, he's robbing somebody, and you guys uh, stick up your hands, and and then the one guy is like this, and the other guy's like this, and he said, "How'd you know I was charismatic?" You know, because he's just free; his hands right up in the air. If your shoulders hurt, we should pray for them. But if they, and we did in that pastor's conference, they're like three pastors got healed of shoulder injuries. Uh, and you know, you know, funny thing, shoulder, we're in a pastor's conference. Three, there's, your shoulders, your shoulders don't work. Three people came, came up and God healed them all. So their shoulders would work. He gave you joints that, to move around, right? Move, your, move around a little bit. Can you do that? Some of you are, that should tell you you should want to move around a little bit more, right? Stretch yourself. Each day. Stretch your limbs. Get on the floor and stretch yourself. By doing that, though, what happens is you, get, you can get freer. And, and he wants you to be free. He wants you to express yourself to him, which is not just a sign of surrender. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this, I don't even know if Peggy will remember this, but you guys told us this story. This happened when they were pastoring in Casper, Wyoming. And there was a car accident. It was after a Sunday night service or something. There was a car accident. And the people in their church, the guys out in the street, and they were out there praying in tongues and so forth over this person who was hurt. 
And uh, yeah, there was a group, whole group of people there. And then somebody else came by, you know, and they saw the situation and said, does anybody speak English here? You know, because all they heard was tongues. I always remember that. That was great. You know, I mean, that's just neat. You know, you're bringing the presence of the Lord. Amen. You're bringing the presence of the Lord into a situation that needs God's help. Yeah. Let's go quick. Okay, Luke chapter 8. This looks, look, I've got to hurry on my time here. Luke chapter 8. Or quick, give the straight. So you have the Gadarene. The disciples see a crazy man. <clears throat> they sail this country, the Gadarenes, step off the land. Certain men, he had demons. You should notice this. He had demons a long time. There's progressive behavior, good and bad. So, so let me just say this. Wearing clothes is good. Okay? Modesty is good. Modesty is good. Now, he had demons a long time, so this had progressed. And now people say, boy, they're just not doing good. Can't get any worse. It can get worse. So he had demons a long time. He didn't wear any clothes. He cut himself with stones and bleed. Like, this is not a new thing. People cut themselves. This is not a new thing. This was, this is, it's a demonic thing, by the way. It's demonic, where the devil speaks to someone to cut their arms and watch themselves bleed. And we've ministered to the people like this. Their whole arms, just, they're scarred. Just all scars. And they're just, they just love, love watching themselves bleed. Here's the demonic guy. Doesn't wear clothes a long time. He cuts himself. He doesn't live in a house anymore. He lives in the cemetery, which, of course, probably isn't real good, right? Uh, is there any other verses of that? 28. Uh, he sees Jesus, which now this is positive. He comes to Jesus. Incidentally, you look for doors. You're not looking just for everybody. We're just going to find all the demonized people. No. But let, let things happen. Who, who wants help? Who wants to be free? The same with healing. There's a lot of sick people. But who's asking for help? That's, that's important. You're not just looking for someone sick. Who's, who's, who's asking for help? Who wants to be better? Even the Bible says, if you're sick, call for the elders of the church. You call, you do something, you make an act that you want prayer. So, so he comes to Jesus, which is really good. He falls down before Jesus, which is really good. This is an exercise of his will. That you could say he had no control. He still had control. His will was to see Jesus like, there's my help right there, you know. And so uh, the demon, of course, said, don't torment me. And Jesus commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. It had often seized him, kept him under guard, bound with chains and shackles. He'd break the chains. Wow, isn't that something? That'd be driven by the, the uh, devil into the wilderness. Now, Jesus ministered to him. He gets saved. The demons leave. He gets saved. Amen? Hallelujah. So go to verse, verse 30 a second, or verse 35. 35. Verse 35. So they go out. The city goes out to see what happened because they hear the, all the story. They find the man now who had the demons, he's sitting at Jesus' feet. Now, there's something about being calm, right? Just being at peace, he's sitting at Jesus' feet. Notice he's clothed, say hallelujah. hallelujah. And he's in his right mind. And the people now, the people are now afraid. Before they were afraid of this guy, now they're afraid of what happened to this guy. And of course, the pigs died and all that. And when they saw it, uh, they were told how it had happened, how he was healed. The whole multitude surrounding the region of the Gadarenes asked Jesus, now think about this, they asked Jesus to depart, for they were seized with great fear, and Jesus left. 
So, so uh, if someone doesn't want Jesus, they don't want Jesus, right? So you don't have to, it's not like you badger them, you know. No, no, no. If they say no, they don't say no. Okay. They said no. We don't want you here. We don't understand this. We're, we don't understand with this guy. Leave. Get out of here. So he did. He took off. Now, you know the story when in verse uh, uh, 38, I think it is, uh, it says the man who had the demons begged Jesus that he might be with him. Now, I like this word. He wanted to be with Jesus. Folks, you should want to be with Jesus every day. Amen. should want to be with him. And Jesus looked at him. Rather than saying, follow me, or rather than saying, like some people, he said, don't tell anybody else. Of course, this was hard to hide. In this case, he said, I want you to go to your own house. Tell them the great things God has done for you. This was the exact word that God gave to me in college to go back to Iowa and testify to my hometown how I got saved. You know, and my, of course, my parents wouldn't go to that. Or anybody like that. But other people did. People knew me as an athlete. And all listened how I got saved. So Jesus said, go back to your, t- your house. Tell him what God has done. The guy does that. Notice, notice what he did. He taps, he's tapping into power. This is a guy who knew demonic power. Now he's knowing the Holy Ghost power. Because Jesus just gave him that authority, in this case, to go do that. So now he's knowing Holy Ghost power. And he goes and he proclaims to the whole city the things that Jesus had done. So he had demonic power. He knew that. Now he feels empowered because of what Jesus told him. And so he goes and does that. And he tells people through this town, this village, everything. So when Jesus returned, the multitude, say multitude, welcomed Jesus. And they were all waiting for him because of the ministry of the Gadarene. His life was transformed. So now he was... One power source, now Holy Ghost power source, thermostat for God, and now everybody's waiting for this guy, plugged into a new power source. So the disciples, they could see a guy that, oh man, let's stay away from this guy. Jesus saw potential. Jesus will always see potential in you. So many times you could think, I can't do that. And if you actually looked at Jesus and you go, sure you can. And he could, we can think in, I don't know if I can. He said, I'll help you. So it's not me and it's not you. We have to understand that. It's the Holy Spirit in us. Let's look at Romans a second. The scripture in Romans chapter 6, verse 13. But the scripture there. Here's a key. Here's a key to allowing the thermostat to be used. Uh, Romans 6, I think it's verse 13. There it is. Okay. So, so, uh, uh, don't yield yourself, your body, your faculties to sin, instruments of wickedness. So we're not yielding that way now. Now we yield ourselves to God as though you've been raised from the dead to perpetual life. Your bodily members, your self here, faculties to God, presenting them as implements of his righteousness. So now a key to being used, going through doors, being a thermostat is to yield. To overcome that, it's like that first step, like, I don't think I can, I don't think I can, the first step. The first step is probably the hardest step. But the first step gets you going then in the right direction to think, I can can do this. Or, 
I should say something to, to this person or something. It's like, the, I don't know what to say, but I'll take the first step. Yeah. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can do this. This is not, it's not complicated. It's a matter of us yielding. So we, also, we all have a yielder on the inside of us. What am I going to allow to happen in my life? Okay. Now, some people let it go the other way for the devil. But you can let it go for Jesus. You, you are the one that controls this. Talk about revival. Who's controlling it? You are. It's not a question of the Holy Spirit. It's not a question of what God's will is. It's a question of each of us. How much am I going to allow God to work in me? How free am I going to be? If you come to our house, you're going to hear singing. You might hear tongues. You might hear some other, you know, things like that, you know, going on. If you see me in the car, you might see me. Hey, he's talking to himself. No, I'm talking to somebody else. I'm having a conversation. Life is lived in the spirit. So it's who I want to yield myself to. So what happens when you go to a ball game? You can go to a ball game and, and all of a sudden, you ever see people at the ball game? I know you have. Well, some of you have. But you see a person at the ball game and they stand up and they're telling everybody, come on, get up, get up. You ever see that? Yeah. They're telling everybody to get up. They're trying to motivate the crowd. You know, when you play as an athlete, you don't want to play in front of a dead crowd. Ah, nice play. Come on, give us some credit here. You know, I mean, they want to hear noise. An athlete loves noise. My grandson, they were playing down in Sioux City. And he, he redshirted this year, but they were playing down this game. The crowd was really vocal. People, uh, the student section got right, a player was taking the ball out. And they got right next to him, and the official didn't stop. And they're yelling at him and so forth and screaming and everything. And, and then some other people came out of the crowd and cussed at the visiting team. <laughs> and and uh, uh, for our grandson, you know, he likes that. Even though it was all against him, he, he likes that. I said, what do you think? So he, people have terms today. I don't I understand the terms. Anyway, his, his term was, his term was, what do you think? He said, it was valid. <laughs> okay. It was valid. New term. New term to me. What does valid mean? Interpret that, you know. He liked it. You know, spiritually, we like that. Jesus, remember in the temple, and the kids were going wild and so forth, and everybody wanted to shush him. It's like, oh, he liked it. Oh, no, wait, wait, don't, don't shush these kids. They don't do this. The rocks would have to cry out. Or remember when they're bringing the kids to Jesus, he's taking them up his arms and blessing them, and the, Peter, and they're, oh, we got all these kids around here. So, no, Jesus stopped him and said, no, if you don't receive the Lord as a child, be humble. You're not going to make it. He loves expression. Demonstrative. Trey knows as an actor, you get in character. And all of a sudden you can be in something and you get in character and you become a different person. Anybody tell me what I'm talking about? <laughs> become a different person. So you might even be shy, but all of a sudden you're in character, you're doing something. But in Christ, we are new people. Second Corinthians 5, we're ambassadors. Who am I ambassador for? I'm an ambassador for Jesus, right? I'm an ambassador for Jesus Christ to speak his words, to raise the temperature and the atmosphere around me. We all can do this. Amen. And that's the challenge to us all. Yield. Turn to your neighbor and say, yield.
Turn to your neighbor again and say, you can praise louder. <laughs> you can. You can pray out loud. You can exalt the Lord. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Those are good things. Amen. So I want you to just lift your hands a second. Again, this is like plugging in. Plugging into the power source. Just lift your hands. And Lord, I thank you for power. I thank you that you are transforming us into your image for your glory. I thank you, Jesus, that you are making us new people, different people, your people. Lord, as disciples, we receive your teaching. We receive what you're telling us. And we choose to yield ourselves to you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being in us. We thank you for the power source. We thank you for all, all that you've done. We read it, but Lord, we're going to let it out in the name of Jesus. Say with me. Say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed to be a Christian in this world. I'm not ashamed to tell others about Jesus Christ and his love. Lord, thank you for this. Thank you for this today, Lord. Thank you for this today in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Got something, Peggy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's praise him. Amen. Come on. Lord, hallelujah. Um, had to go to the dentist last Tuesday and just for a checkup thing. And so we were, I just got in the chair and my hygienist, I, I know her kind of. I don't know her very well. I think she's saved, but I'm not for sure. She's a very nice person, though. And so I was sitting there and she mentioned something about her dad having uh, some heart problems. And they were going to be doing some testing. And I didn't even... In him, we live and move and have our being, right? Yep. And so I'm sitting there, and I wasn't even... I didn't even ask her if I could pray. Yeah. And she had her back to me, and I just said, Father, I said, I, I pray right now that you could cause efficiency of the Holy Spirit to yeah. help these people find out what's going on with him. Yeah. And she turned around and looked at me, and she started to cry. Yeah. She said, thank you. Thank you for yeah. praying. You know, and yeah. I didn't, you know, it's just, yeah. we don't have to be afraid. Right. I mean, it's just. People crazy. appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. People, uh, uh, you know, people, lots of times, I'll pray for you. And it's like, and then, of course, five minutes later, you forget even who they were. You never prayed at all. So it's good to take, take those opportunities. Amen. Good to do that. Brother Sydney, could you come to the piano, please? Amen. Sydney. Mm-hmm. You know, Peggy released that. Um, that's like a boldness and um, kindness. So let's um, let's just listen to Sydney on the piano. You play in the spirit up there for us, okay? Thank you. Amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, and uh, thank you, Lord. It's just, you know, the Holy Spirit's just, he's uh, settling in this atmosphere. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're just so beautiful, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
You are wonderful, Lord. So thank you, Lord. Well, what's been preached today and then Peggy's testimony, Lord, uh, it's not by might or by mm. power, but by your spirit. By your spirit. We're changed by your spirit. From yes, glory Lord. to glory, we go yes, strength Lord. to strength. You said we go from victory to victory. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This is the victory that overcomes. Thank yes, you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Lord, as your word came forth today that you said that people would be changed Amen. and healed and that your spirit will do it. So we thank you, Lord, that you're active. We're in love with you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you in our lives. We glory in your presence and in your beautiful name, Jesus. You and are so wonderful, Without Lord. us draining or striving or stressing, you are so just wonderful, lift your Lord. voice and tell him you love him. You are so we wonderful, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, we love you, Lord. You are so wonderful, Lord. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, Lord. Sick be healed here today, Jesus, in your presence. We bless your name, Lord. Sorrow and sighing flees away. You are so wonderful, Lord. The sick are healed. Deaf ears are open. Blind eyes see. The dead are raised. Because of your presence, Lord, in your presence. Yes, Lord. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Let's go and lift your voice in song to the Lord. Sing a song of praise. Let your voice. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. If you need prayer for anything, just stand right here a second in the line. If you if you want prayer for something, I want you to stand here. Uh, you know, in, uh, uh, you can come kneel, come if stand. Prayer, but first, we're praying. If you need prayer for something, just come stand up here with me. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You are so good, Lord. You are so good, Lord. You are so... Lyle, you want prayer? Just stand right here. Just stand right here. Oh, okay. Say it, Jeremy, yeah. Just going to tell everybody that if you make any kind of post on uh, Facebook to encourage people by posting scriptures or something... I usually have a, almost every day I'll have a scripture that I post. And about two or three weeks ago, I had a coworker come up to me and, and she has never once clicked a like. She's never once made a comment or anything. But she comes to me and says, you have no clue the influence that has had on my son recently. That's good. So even That's though good. you may not be getting something back, you're still having an impact out there. Yeah. You just post an encouraging word. Amen. That's so good. The word. The world will not return for So void. good. Yes, yes, yes. Anybody else yes, want prayer? Yes, yes, Anybody yes, else yes, wants yes. prayer a second? Anybody else wants prayer? Hallelujah. So just even if Sydney's praying, we're just worshiping. Now, those of you that are going to pray, I want you to come stand behind him a second. Find a, find a person. Stand behind as you feel led. I want you to come stand behind a person here. 
you might need right. healing, maybe not just physical, but um, in your in your um, emotions, emotional healings. Hallelujah. Come so I want forward. You to find some one person here, and I want you to turn around. You guys up front, turn around, face that person. Face, yep, turn around. Getting prayer, face that person, and I want you to say what you want prayer for. What you pray with me for? Just just articulate it. Just say it. Still want prayer? Come on up. Greg's up here yet. Still want prayer? Come on up. You want prayer? Or you want to pray with somebody? Come on up. And the rest of us say, let's just lift our hands a second. You are so good, Lord. You are so good, Lord. Your grace is sufficient. Your love is awesome, oh God. You're wonderful, you're wonderful. Come and bless Lord, your name, you're wonderful Lord. and working. Come and bless your you name, are Lord. Come and bless your name, Lord. I need to deliver you. Sila babara daraba, sila babara daraba, sala babara daraba, sila babara daraba, Hallelujah. 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 Just lift your hands a second here. Just lift your hands. Father, I speak blessings over each person, each family represented. Speak your peace over your life. Thank you for calming the storms. I thank you for your provision for every need. I thank you for your power that's inside of them, Lord, that they are your vessel, chosen vessel, favor of God on their lives. Thank you for that, Father. And Lord, we just bless them as they go out into the world today, that they are your lights. We thank you for blessing them. Thank you for faith. Thank you for courage. Thank you for using them, Lord, for your glory. Signs following in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, shake hands with about five people right around you. Just bless them in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.